In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the third Sunday of the Coptic month of Tut, and we read the story of Zacchaeus, who was the chief tax collector, who, when he heard that the Lord Jesus Christ was coming, was very excited to see him because he was short and he, he couldn't see him, so he decided that he wanted to go and climb on top of a tree so that he could be seen. Um, so there are a lot of lessons that we can learn from this story, and it seems like a very kind of nice and cute story, maybe something that we can even tell our children, something that's interesting for them, but there's a lot of very profound truths and profound things that we can learn from this story um, of Zacchaeus. The first one is how to overcome obstacles. It says in verse 3, And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not, because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. Zacchaeus could have tried to do other things to see the Lord, but he kind of knew that because he was short and because there was a lot of people, that he wouldn't get the attention of Christ and he wouldn't be able to see him. And so he could have just decided um, to put it off for another time. He could have decided that this isn't practical. It's not something that he's going to be able to do. Um, it wasn't meant to be. Um, but instead, he said, no, even though there is a major obstacle between me and what I want, which is to see the Lord, I'm going to do all that is within my power to accomplish it. I will do everything within my power to accomplish it. Sometimes we have the opposite kind of attitude. Whenever we see that there is some good that has to be done, I look at myself and I look at my schedule and I say, oh, well, you know, I just, I don't have the time or I don't have the energy. Uh, I'm not able to do what is it that is asked of me to do. I am not able to pray because my work hours are, are a lot. I'm not able to fast because it gives me indigestion. I'm not able to come to church early because I'm not a morning person. Uh, I'm not able to serve other people because I have so many things on my plate already that I am trying to juggle and I'm not able to do it. But well, here we see the example of Zacchaeus, that he did what maybe people would look at him and consider him to be ridiculous, even for what he did, because he was singularly focused on his goal, which is wanting to see the Lord Jesus Christ. So he was able to overcome any obstacles that are there. We just have to be a little creative sometimes. If we are honest with ourselves, we'll find that we always find the time to do what we really care about. Whatever it is that I really care about, I will be able to do. Even if it's something unnecessary, like a hobby, for instance. If there's something I enjoy doing, I will make the time to do it. I will find the time. I will find the money in order to do it. I will do the things that I enjoy, the things that are important to me. Those things I will find time to do. A lot of times when we say we don't have time, what we really mean is I don't have the will. I don't have the will. Um, one time I was giving a talk to a group of servants in a, in a different church, and we were talking about the importance of visitations. And one of the people said, I don't have the time even to text, uh, you know, the people that are in my class. I said, well, how long does it take to do it to send a text message? You know, like if you have five or six kids that you are trying to text, how long does it really take to send five or six text messages, let's say every one or two months? Does it take a lot of time? You know, it doesn't take a lot of time. Maybe we don't incorporate these things into our schedule because they are not at the forefront of our mind. It is not the first thing that I think of. Maybe we have to alter and change the way that I think about my mind, the way that I think about things and the importance of the activities that I have in front of me. And then I will find plenty of time that I can do it because there is other time as well, of course, that I, you know, I use it for so many different things. Here, he, he said, the obstacle is my height, which is something that is 
you know, unchangeable. How is it that he could change his height? He couldn't, but he was creative and he thought to himself, you know what, I can climb a tree. The way, and this is a grown man. I mean, this is a grown man. When was the last time you've seen like a grown person just climb a tree in the middle of a, of a crowd? You probably maybe look at him with a, with a sense of maybe mockery that this person is, 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 is acting this way. And yet he didn't allow this obstacle to stop him from seeing the Lord. The second thing is we learn from Zacchaeus to be bold. It says, so he ran ahead and climbed up into sycamore tree to see him for he was going to pass that way. Again, Zacchaeus was a grown man with a lot of dignity, right? He was, he was, he was a dignified person. He was the chief tax collector. He was a well-known person. He was like, you could say, a, a celebrity of sorts that everybody knew who he was. Um, but again, because he really wanted to see the Lord, he did something bold. He didn't try to be very safe. He, he didn't do every, everything that was expected of him, but he did something beyond the expectations, right? Sometimes, again, when we are looking at our lives, we're seeing what are the things that are within my ability to do, and we are not bold in our, in, our, in our response. You know, what is it that I can change in my life? Be bold. Be bold and change it. Be bold and take an action, even if maybe people around me are going to, you know, like, like see that this is something strange, that I am doing, but maybe we have to be um, bold. We have to take the actions that are necessary in order to reach our goals, even if those actions tend to be um, non-traditional. Even if those actions mean that I make big changes in my life, I have to be, be bold and not just listen to the voices of the people around me that are telling me, no, you shouldn't do this or you can't do this. No, it's something important, we need to, we need to do it. The third thing we learn from Zacchaeus is to ignore the haters says, but when they saw it, they all complained, saying he has gone to be a guest with a man who was a sinner. This is when the Lord um, said to, to Zacchaeus, I will come and dine in your house. And he went and he dined with him. And so he's, they're complaining against the Lord and saying, this man is a sinner. Why are you going to eat with him? Why are you going to be with him? Right? And again, maybe from the perspective of Zacchaeus, this was an embarrassing situation. And for the Lord to come to his house and all the people are talking about him. And did you hear what happened with Zacchaeus and the Lord? Did you hear what happened? Um, if he was afraid about what people would say about him, this would have paralyzed him and kept him from, uh, from taking any action. He would, have, he would have not taken any action because all he would care about was the opinions of other people and his reputation. But again, he was, he cared too much about this. He didn't care what his reputation was. He didn't care what people said about him. He didn't care about these people who were criticizing him, which would criticize him no matter what anyway. He said, what is it that I desire? I desire to see the Lord. And so he took a step, a bold step, without caring what other people thought. And the, and, and the Lord responded, of course, to him. We see another example of this with Levi, who is Matthew, um, the evangelist. He also was a tax collector, and the Lord, when he came to him, he told him, follow me. And it says, Levi, he, he, he left everything. He left his office, and he followed the Lord. And the first thing that he did is he held a banquet, and in this banquet, he invited all of his other tax collector friends and invited the Lord Jesus Christ. And when the Pharisees saw that the Lord also went to eat with these tax collectors, they complained, and they said the exact same thing, that the Lord has went to eat in the house of sinners. Levi didn't care. Levi didn't care that this was going to be an awkward situation or that people are going to know uh, that the Lord came to his house or that his tax collector friends are going to see what happened. How many of his tax collector friends would go to Levi and say, why did you leave your office? Why did you leave your career? Why did you leave your livelihood? And you're going to go and follow after this man? What do you know about this man? Right? There could have been many people who are criticizing 
what what these men did and yet they took this action because this was this is what was the most important thing when they identified the the how essential this was for their life for their salvation for this calling that they were called they left everything behind and they focused only on this and they ignored every voice of criticism they they ignored any loss of reputation they ignored everything for the sake of this love that they had for the Lord Jesus Christ and this desire for repentance and so they went forward this is what what the Lord meant when he said that unless you hate your father or mother you cannot be my disciple this is what he is saying he's saying do not let anyone be an obstacle between you and me even if they are your closest friends your closest family don't let them be the reason that you do not come forward and you follow me <coughs> Also, we see how Christ responded to Zacchaeus. Christ responds to our first step. It says, And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him when he was in the tree, and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. You know, Zacchaeus' imagination from the beginning, his idea from the beginning, is he wasn't planning to invite Christ to his house. He wasn't expecting Christ to come to his house. All he did was want to see him. Just like all the other tall people got a chance to see him, Zacchaeus felt left out. He wanted to see the Lord, and he wanted to see him so much that he was willing to climb the tree in order to see him. But when the Lord saw what he did, when the Lord saw how much Zacchaeus wanted to see him and that he was willing to accept this humiliation and mockery and all of this for the sake of climbing the street to see him the Lord then responded to Zacchaeus and he said make haste and come down for today I must stay at your at your house it says that the Lord um, actually was seeking Zacchaeus more than Zacchaeus was even seeking the Lord and maybe Zacchaeus being short could not see the Lord, but the, but Christ always saw the Zacchaeus. He always knew of him. God was aware of all the things that were in Zacchaeus's mind, even before he decided to climb the tree. He knew who Zacchaeus was. And so that's why when he saw him <coughs> on the tree, having already known him, he said, Zacchaeus, come down today. I'm coming to have dinner with you in your house. It took Zacchaeus to take a step, this bold step that he took, and Christ immediately responded. Imagine all of the times that we miss out on some, something like this. Imagine all the times we miss out on hearing the Lord say, come down today, I will dine with you in your house, because we did not take the step of climbing the tree, because we didn't take a bold step of repentance, because we didn't take a bold step of love, because we didn't do something to, 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 to worship Christ, to seek him, and so we missed out on his response. We, sp we missed out on what he would do for us in response to seeing our faithfulness and how we are following him. So, <clears throat> so here, Christ always responds. Our relationship to Christ is not unidirectional. It's not just that, you know, I have to read the Bible, I have to pray, I have to come to church, I have to do these things, and that somehow this is the, 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 the whole relationship that we have with him is just us, you know, doing something for him. No, actually, what, what the Lord does for us is far greater than what it is that we do for him. But we have to give him the opportunity to work. We have to give him the opportunity and look and see in our lives with eyes of faith, how is it that God is working in my life and what is it that he is doing. The Lord always responds to us and our relationship to him is, is a dynamic one. Just as we have relationships with people, 
our relationship with him is dynamic. It is, it, is, it is something that we can hear his voice. We can experience him. We can know him. And he does not remain idle when he sees that we are taking steps toward him. Just like in the story of the prodigal son, when the prodigal son began to take steps to, to return to the father, what is it that the father did? He immediately ran out of the house and he embraced his son who was coming back. So also the Lord here is like embracing Zacchaeus. He wants to encourage him. He's like, you've taken one very small step. What is it the step that you have taken? You climbed a tree. You know, you didn't do anything magnificent. You know, at this point, Zacchaeus hadn't expressed any kind of repentance. At this point, he hadn't done, given anything to the poor. He hadn't done anything other than climbing a tree. And yet, in the eyes of Christ, this first and necessary step, he wanted to reward him. He wanted, to con he wanted this to continue. He wanted to encourage him that this first step of repentance, now I want to see the next step and the next step. And I'm going to come and dine with you in your house, which was, of course, a great honor. The next lesson that we learn from this story is the, the lesson of radical repentance. He says in, in verse 8, when the Lord went to his house, it says, Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. So it's clear that the sin of Zacchaeus, which was common to all of the tax collectors at the time, is that they were thieves. They would take more money from the people than they should and they would keep that money for themselves, which is how the tax collectors would become wealthy. They became wealthy because they took people's money for themselves. And so here Zacchaeus is saying, he's admitting his sin, and he's saying, I am going to give half of all of my money to the poor, and if I've taken anyone, anything from anyone by false accusation, I will return four times the amount that I took. This is a radical repentance. Right? He's saying, I want to completely turn. I want to completely change direction in my life. I don't want to just make a small course correction. Uh, he's not just saying, okay, well, from now on, I'm no longer going to sin. You know, he could have said so. He said, you know, from now on, I'm no longer going to steal from people. But all the benefit that he received from everyone he's stolen from up until that point, he's still, he's still wealthy. He still has all of that money for himself. But he said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm serious, and I want to make a change of lifestyle. I want to make a, a radical change in my lifestyle so that, so that I no longer fall into this sin again. So I'm going to give so much of my wealth to those people that I have wronged and to the poor um, and so on. It says, uh, you know, like someone who wants to become clean has to get out of the mud. You know, someone who, who really wants to, 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 to go a different direction has to make a radical change in their mind. How is it that I choose to live my life? Sometimes we continue struggling in sin because we are not willing to make those radical changes. We are not willing to let go of relationships of, of, with people who are harming us, who are bad influences. We are not willing to change jobs, a job that is maybe causing me to sin or, or taking up all of my time so that I don't have time to come to church or to pray. I'm not willing to take, make these tough radical sacrifices for the sake of my spiritual life. And this then comes to the, the question is, what is it that I care about more? Here, Saint, uh, here Zacchaeus was showing very clearly that he cared more about his repentance and following Christ than he did about the money that he had stolen. And he was willing to let go of that money. He was willing to not just let go of the money, but change his lifestyle so that he never steals again and he stops enriching himself in the future. 
This was not just a small decision that he made. This was a radical decision. This is a decision that would affect the rest of his life, and this truly was a turning point in his life. So this is what, is, this is what we are called for. All of the apostles, all of the disciples, all the people that followed the Lord, this is the kind of decision that they made. You know, like even, even like the apostles, they didn't remain fishermen. You know, the Lord said, I want you to stop being fishermen and become fishers of men. I want you to completely alter the direction of your life and orient it around me because I am the way, the truth, and the life, and it is through me that you will find salvation. So this is the radical repentance that we are called for. We should look in ourselves and say, what are the things that are keeping me from being whole? What are the things that are keeping me from being with God and advancing in my spiritual life? And that is what I have to address. The last point that I want to mention here is as the result of all of this, we see that Zacchaeus developed a relationship with Christ. Maybe at the beginning of this story, uh, Zacchaeus had heard of him and he knew that he was an important man and he was interested in seeing him but at the end of this story he actually received this salvation and this relationship with Christ um, and it says um, Jesus said to him today salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost certainly he saw Zacchaeus as one who was lost and he wanted him to be found, and he wanted him to be saved. Um, Zacchaeus now had a deeper understanding of, of, of the love of God. He knew what it, is it, that, what it meant for Christ to come and to dine with him in his house, to see the kindness and compassion and mercy of Christ, that he forgave him all of his sins, that he would have committed his whole life in his career and his you know, uh, stealing as a tax collector. And he had this very intimate and private encounter. Maybe all of the other people who were there, all those other people in, in the crowd, like they all wanted to see Christ, they all wanted to be with him, and yet it was only Zacchaeus that was chosen. It was only Zacchaeus out of all of those people that Christ looked to him and says, today I will dine in your house. You are the one who is worthy in this moment out of all of these people for me to come to you because your heart is ready for repentance. Maybe everybody else, they saw Christ just as a celebrity. They saw him just, oh, look at this person is passing by. But they were not able or willing to make such a change in their life. They were not willing to make such a, a change of, of who they were to pursue this relationship. It was just a casual kind of superficial uh, acquaintance, just uh, a novelty, that there's a celebrity who is coming into our town, walking by, we want to see him. And yet Zacchaeus' desire was very different, and the Lord knew this. Um, also, um, some traditions say that eventually Zacchaeus became the first bishop of Caesarea. So you see definitely that his life completely changed from this moment. He no longer remained a tax collector, but he also became a fisher of men um, and a bishop. And all of this because he took his sin seriously. He did what was necessary for his repentance. So may God also grant us that we trust in him, that we are willing to, to work radically. We're doing something boldly. We're not caring what other people are saying about us, but we are desiring to be with the Lord. And glory be to God forever. Amen.